Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more combat sports, news, analysis, and discussions, stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. And if there's anybody that you know that might be interested in combat sports analysis predictions and podcasts like this, then share Zendependently Minded with them because it's only the best combat sports podcast out there. So on today's episode of Independently Minded, I'm actually going to talk about, react to, and make a prediction on UFC 249 because if you guys didn't already know, Dana White made it official, uh, announced that it's official, and both guys have signed on for the interim lightweight championship. Uh, it's going to be about between Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. So obviously everybody in the world, casual fan, hardcore fan, super fan, whatever, everyone wanted to see Tony Ferguson fight Khabib. Um, even Khabib and Tony wanted that fight. It's the fight has been, it's been made and it's been canceled five times now. Um, first time was due to, I believe, um, Khabib missed weight. Second time, Tony Ferguson had a rib injury. Third time, Khabib had health problems. Um, that's where the tiramisu meme came from. Fourth time, Tony ripped his knee out, tripping over a cable. And this fifth time was because of the coronavirus and the fact that Khabib had to go back to he wanted to go back to his country wanted to go back with his family he wanted he'd rather wait in russia while the ufc decided um, where the location of the fight was and and that makes sense and the fact that there are people trashing and making fun of him there those guys are casuals they don't know what they're talking about khabib is 28 no he's a complete monster he's not afraid of tony ferguson um i'm not a big khabib fan but i'm not gonna be delusional and act like he's scared but that being said, I was I'm was really happy to see that a fight the fight card is still going on. I've been wanting to see fights for a long time. I've rewatched a lot of my old, favorite old fights, and I'm, I'm getting bored and I want to see some good stuff. And Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson is going to be it's one of the most intriguing fights I think this year. Justin Gaethje is a brawler. He has one of the most powerful shots in the entire lightweight division, if not the. The, the strongest punch, the most power. Uh, Tony Ferguson is, he's an unstoppable force. He cuts you up with elbows. He'll he'll hit you, carve you up with leg kicks, get you with submissions. He has that knockout power. He's knocked people out. Um, his uppercuts are pretty tough, pretty strong, and he's got that Imanari role. He knows how to get out of trouble, and and they're both college wrestling champions. Uh, we haven't seen Gaethje use his wrestling, his offensive wrestling, too much, but. We've seen him use his defensive wrestling. He's got one of the best takedown defenses in the entire UFC. And it's just going to be, I believe it's going to be an all-out war. I think both guys are going to get hurt at times. There's going to be a lot of stunning, a lot of blood, a lot of heart involved. And we're going to really get to see who who is championship material. And whoever wins this interim belt, of course, is going to attempt to unify it and beat Khabib probably in the fall or winter. Um so, of course, a little disappointed we don't get to see two of the best lightweights in UFC history go at each other. But it's not too late. Um, Tony is getting old. He is 35 years old, and he's he's getting past, uh, getting past his prime. He's probably at the tail end of his prime. But also, we haven't seen signs of him slowing down. He still is crazy and is fast-paced and has such high cardio as as first time he fought in The Ultimate Fighter when we saw him fighting um, Brock Lesnar's, on Brock Lesnar's team. But that being said, the main event is awesome. Um, I'm very excited. I think UFC fans are very spoiled because we're so used to all these 
all these fantastic, big, exciting fights between some of the biggest names in sports history, and just the fact that everyone was so excited, and Dana White had everyone so excited, um, and, and he was optimistic with possibly getting Tony and Khabib to happen, even with the virus and all these travel restrictions, we're still able to get an amazing fight, and I'm super excited. I wish April 18th was here already. I have that day off work, so I'm definitely going to watch that fight card, the entire fight card. Uh, speaking of the entire fight card, the whole fight card is stacked, honestly. Um, Jeremy Stevens is up there. Jeremy Stevens, all of his fights are always exciting. He's a violent finisher. He's He's got lots of power. Everything he throws, it's it's charged up. He's trying to end the night with that single punch, with the single shot, single kick. He's an exciting guy. Calvin Cater is another promising featherweight prospect. I'm really excited to see that fight. Of course, Rose Namajunas and Jessica Andrade, they're rematching. Rose Namajunas is one of the best female fighters in the on the planet. Jessica Andrade is also a beast. She um, just lost the belt from after she slammed Rose Namajunas and knocked her out by dropping her on her head. And then she lost the belt by Wiley Zhang, which we saw um, Wiley fight about a month ago against Joanna. Um, Jen Jacek, which is one of the greatest fights I've ever seen, but um, the co-main event is so, is awesome. That's going to be fireworks. It's going to be good to see Rose Namajunas come back because she she was considering retirement. She was really emotional in her last loss, and she said it was a big weight off her shoulders because being champion is stressful, and I and I can imagine it's stressful. Everybody's coming after you because you're at the top of the heap. Um, another really 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 intriguing fight there in on UFC 249 um, is is a uh, Rosenstrike. I can't I can't say his first name. I think it's Jarzinho or something like that. Jarzinho Rosenstrike and Francis Ngannou. That's going to be a really really intriguing fight and a a big a big kind of it's going to shake up the heavyweight division. The heavyweight division is kind of thirsty uh starving for some action because really it's just DC and Stipe and then Curtis Blades is already I mean he's he's on a nice win streak but he's already proven that he's not really top of the heap talent for the heavyweight division or what he don't I don't think he has what it takes standing up and fighting on the feet um I don't think he has what it takes Curtis Blades to be heavyweight champion he's 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 really only half the package he's great at wrestling great at mauling ground and pound but he cannot stand up and fight so it's going to be an interesting fight to see who can come out top those are two powerful guys two huge scary athletic guys but I do think Francis is going to come out on top and I think he's going to knock um, Rosen strike down um, in the first round he's gonna catch him pretty quick and from then on he's just gonna press forward and I think he's gonna knock him out in the second round so Nganu by knockout um, there's another good fight on there I, I was disappointed Islam Makachev wasn't able to make it um, and be able to stay on this card because he's another really exciting exciting prospect and up-and-comer in the lightweight division it's interesting to see all these Dagestani guys coming in, mostly dominating in the UFC. There's a couple of them are duds, but I mean that's going to happen. Not everyone from Brazil, not everyone from Mexico or Ireland is a grade A. Not everyone's going to be Connor from Ireland. Not everyone's going to be Khabib from Dagestan. But Islam, I think, um, where Khabib lacks on the feet, Islam excels, and he's also a really good wrestler. So he's he's coming up, and it's going to be exciting to see what happens with him. Um, and he was supposed to fight Alex Hernandez, who I'm not a big fan of because he just, uh, just last year 
got head kicked knocked out by Donald Cerrone and he was talking trash about Cowboy and Connor after their fight. But I was like, dude, you got head kicked by Cowboy. You have no room to talk. But So I was, it was going to be interesting to see Islam and them two duke it out and see who comes out on top, see if Alex has improved because he did get a hard-fought decision win. Um, it was one of the most boring fights ever, his last fight. I forget who it was against, but overall, this card... This card is stacked. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's three fight of the night contenders on there, honestly, and a couple performance of the nights. We're probably gonna see more than one, but as far as this goes, I'm I'm just really excited, and I'm honestly not surprised that Dana White was able to pull this card off. He hasn't given this the location, but his rationale for it is legit to me. He said that if he was to if he was to announce the location, there's gonna be people making calls complaining about how unsafe it is and the coronavirus this, coronavirus that, and he just wants to, he just wants to, he wants things to be back to normal, he wants solutions, he wants people to be entertained, and that's what the UFC is, it's it's an entertaining sport, and he wants, he wants to bring entertainment back to the people, and I respect that, and it's reason number 5,362, why he's the greatest pound-for-pound promoter in combat sports history, and just overall, He's the reason why the UFC is where it is right now and why how it's why it's become mainstream and it's bringing in more and more people every single day as fans. So I'm not surprised that he was able to pull this off. I'm I'm relieved because we're coming on I think our third week of no fights and I need some fights in my life, man. These are exciting times, a lot of talent, a lot of great fights to be made. Um I was I was a little sad that Colby Covington, Tyron Woodley, Kamaru, Jorge, Dustin, Connor, all those big names were kind of left out. We weren't able to come to agreements with fights on with those guys, but Dana said he's he's actually it's like really outrageous, but I mean if anyone can do it, it's him. Dana said he's actually closing in on a deal to buy an island where they're going to start I think he said they actually already have it and he has some guys building the infrastructure there and I assume they're building an arena or uh, something like the the Apex Arena where guys can fight um, no matter what country they're from because it's going to be in international waters where the where the land is going to be where the island is. So hopefully we see Dustin Poirier fight in May. I've been wanting to see him come back, see how he can adjust and um, see if he can bounce back from the Khabib loss. And I think he will. I mean, he's he's thirty or thirty one years old. He's one. He has one of the best. Um, one of the best hooks in the game his right hook is one of the best in the game um he's one of the best south fight southpaw fighters in the lightweight division um, granted there's only a couple but he's an exciting guy i'm a big fan of him so i want to see him come back i want to see if tyron woodley still has anything left in the tank i know um i respect him a lot for for looking for other venues outside of the ufc because you can't fight your whole life and if you hold on to it too much and you don't explore other avenues to make a living, then you can be stuck getting knocked out in nightclubs like BJ Penn and or hold on too long like Chuck Waddell and Tito Ortiz. And I'm glad that he's finding another outlet um, in acting and making music. And I, I just want to see if he still has any left in the tank. He went on a very long, no, not a very long, he went on a, an impressive streak of defending the belt. Um, he was a killer for a long time, so... I definitely want to see him fight again. I don't think he deserves a rematch with Kamaru Usman. He lost all 25 minutes of that fight. There was not a single moment in that fight where I thought he had a chance. Um, he just kind of looked like he didn't want to be there. But I want to see him fight Leon Edwards. 
but I want to see him fight Colby Covington more. And then I really want to see Jorge and Kamaru Usman fight. That's another intriguing fight. So the next few the next few weeks, uh, the next few fight cards in the next few months is, are going to play out in an interesting manner, I think. And I have all trust in Dana White. Um, he's the president of the UFC for a reason, and he's going to be able to pull him off. Probably we're going to see some crazy island fights. Maybe they're going to be outdoors, have some palm trees, some waves, whatever. Uh, could be an outdoor stadium. It'd be crazy. Well, it's going to be crazy to see how this plays out. And hopefully everyone is safe. Hopefully everyone is enjoying the fights, enjoying the quarantine. They're, uh, they're spending their time wisely with family, with friends. Um, and I hope you guys have healthy habits and hobbies that you're using to pass the time and not doing anything stupid. But thank you for tuning in to this episode of, oh, I almost forgot. Last One of the last things I wanted to do is officially make my prediction for all these big fight cards and even some of the bigger fight nights and pay-per-views. Obviously, I make my prediction. I used to make my predictions for the whole entire fight card, but that's that's too long. It's too dra- It drags on too much, and I mean, not really many people value my opinion. So I'm just going to give my official prediction for UFC 249's main event bout for the interim UFC lightweight championship between Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. So my official breakdown and my official prediction for this is going to be Tony Ferguson is going to submit or knock out. He's going to finish Justin Gaethje by the fourth or fifth round. It's going to be a war. They're going. There's gonna. They're both going to have many moments. And if it goes to a decision, it's going to be split decision for sure, or it's going to be a draw. I think both guys. Both guys are kind of chaotic, a little bit careless with their brawling. Brawling. Um, they. F- they punch, they throw combinations, elbows, kicks, everything with their chin out, and they drop their guard, especially as the fight goes on. Justin Gaethje drops his hands because he starts to get tired because he pushes such a high pace. So I think both guys are going to get hurt. I, I think both guys are going to get wobbled. Tony might even be knocked down. Justin might be knocked down. It's going to be a complete war. It's definitely going to be fight of the night contender, um, possibly fight of the year contender. But I do believe my official prediction is going to be Tony Ferguson by submission in the fourth round. I think he's going to get him in a triangle or something. He's going to lure him in by either pretending he's wobbled or actually getting wobbled. And his cardio is just going to be too much for Justin. And Justin's going to, he's not going to quit, but he's going to get submitted. I think he's going to get put to sleep because he won't tap. He's too much of a warrior. But that's my official prediction for UFC 249's main event between Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. Thank you guys for tuning in on this episode. I appreciate the support likes every once in a while comments and everyone who follows the page and follows me on twitter thank you to everybody who's listening stay safe goodbye